that um the old tab is the, the greatest yeah. two pieces oh, on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I hate. I hope this email finds you well. It's it's like why are you expecting me to be well? Don't put that pressure on me to be well. At the very end of our last Healthy Harold, they revealed the hand and they like took the puppet off. Did what? they do that for you guys? No, there was just a hand. Just a hand. Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into a podcast. So for today's episode, we'll be having a very special guest today, Australian comedian Jenny Tian. We'll be reaching around her as per usual, and we'll also be starting a new relationship series with her, where we'll be helping our friend Harry find love on Help Harry. But for that, to wrap the week, we've got me and Miguel. Unfortunately, we do not have Rohit because he has technical issues once again. But we do have Kush. <laughs> Hello, some would say fortunately. <laughs> fortunately, indeed. And we have Senjamin. Hello. Um, boys, big week for me. I, um, I finally did it. I took the plunge and I got my first Pfizer jab. Boys, let me Ooh! tell you about this experience. It was surreal. You know, I walked up to the... <laughs> it's, it's, a big, it's just a big fuck-off tent. And then you get up there. They, they check your ID. They check your booking. They check your temperature. And that was just literally, there was three checkpoints. Like you walk to each person and then they let you into the building. Like I'm like, all right, they take it very seriously here. And then you go in and then they check your booking again. And then they're like, okay, fine. Surely now if they just jab me, right? Like, come on, like you've checked everything. Just let me in. But then no, you get directed to a, a desk with a computer. She then checks your booking on the computer. She checked my driver's license. She checked my Medicare card. She asked me a few questions, my date of birth, my name my uh, address and i'm like bro just give me the jab i'm not here for a loan like why are you asking so many questions <laughs> don't check my credit please <laughs> yeah like relax and then i'm like she's like okay it's all verified please go stand in the line there and i'm like finally hallelujah so you stand in the line and it's i'll be honest i felt like it i was in the detention center i felt like a tourist dude it was like so many <laughs> checkpoints where they're like what's your name why are you here like i'm like relax boys so i was in the line i finally get there and then they sit you down and it's like a conveyor belt. Like literally there's like eight stations set up with a nurse at each station. You just sit down. She again, checks your name, <laughs> checks my ID, <laughs> checks my booking. And I'm like, bro, please. Like they checked me four times already by now. Like they would have found out if it was fake. But anyway, I sit down and she gets the needle out and she holds it right in front of my face. And she shows me the label. <laughs> it says Pfizer. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And she's like, some people think we're faking them. <laughs> Apparently, people have been coming in and like for, like arcing up, like, "Oh, you guys are swapping yeah. the AZ with like, sorry, swapping the Pfizer with AZ and like changing the labels." And I'm like, "I'll be honest with you, I don't care that much. <laughs> Just jab me." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Chip me, all right." Yeah, like literally, she's like, "All right, for the first one, really, you should just be having soreness. Anything more than that, and you're going to be in trouble." And I'm like, "Thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the reoccurring like the, thanks for the reassuring words." <laughs> and she's like, "Um, the second jab is where you, you're going to have like a bit of issues." So anyway, so she jabs you. And then and I'm like, all right, finally, the ordeal is done. I can go. And she's like, no, please go sit in the waiting room. You got to go <laughs> sit in another room now where they monitor your symptoms. It's like, if, and it's like, <laughs> literally, they have like a clock on the wall, and there's a person like walking around, like, all right, if you got your jab at 5 p.m., it's now been 15 minutes, you can go. And people start leaving. It's like literally sitting a uni exam again. We're like, the, <laughs> like they have the um, proctors like walking around saying, all right, you can begin your exam. So anyway, so I sat there for 15 minutes. And then finally my time came and I'm like, all right, finally, now I can go home. But nope, there's another checkpoint as well. <laughs> so, before you leave the building, they ask for your name again, your ID, 
they ask if you have any symptoms, um, and they ask for one more. They ask for your, your QR code that you scan each time, and then they finally let me go into freedom. And boys, I can safely say I've not grown a third arm, and I'm currently <laughs> doing a okay. So, boys, Very nice. all, any listeners out there, if you're thinking about getting vaccinated, absolutely get vaccinated. And if you don't have the time, like Sen, I also got my jab this week. AZ, <laughs> AZ AstraZeneca, completely different experience. I will say, Ooh. I called up on Wednesday. They had a booking Wednesday afternoon, apparently, but I'm like, hold on. I need some time here. So I booked it on a Friday. <laughs> I rocked up to the Friday. It's a, just a GP, a normal GP down the road. Not a tent, no nothing. They gave me a clipboard, one <laughs> A4 piece of paper, <laughs> fill in your details. They didn't check my ID to verify the details. <laughs> they did nothing. I gave them the piece of paper and they're like, yeah, seems about right. Let's get you in. <laughs> <laughs> no ID check, no nothing. They asked me about three questions. And they're just like, yep, these are the symptoms. Do you have family history of X? Do you have family history of Y? No, no, no. All right, you're good to go. They brought me in another room and they just fucking jabbed me. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of your 30 steps, Eddie, I had about five at most. I'd rather the five, to be honest, dude. I I love how um, Sen's one is like, we're checking this is Centurion. And they go to Mix, like, this guy is a human, right? (laughs) He's a human. He's okay. They, they got to get rid of the AZ, bro. They're trying to hold on to the Pfizer, but AstraZeneca, they're giving it out to anyone, bro. You don't really, even have to be human bro. at this rate, I think. <laughs> I could have brought my dog and they probably would have given the vaccine. <laughs> and any any symptoms? I wanted to neck myself yesterday. So, recording on <laughs> oh, Sunday. God. Got the jab on Friday. So, what happened was, I, I was Friday night, I was chilling. But I went to sleep. 5 a.m., I woke up with chills. Jeez. So, I had to get my Udi on. And I put two blankets over me and I'm like, I'm still not warm, but this has to do the trick. And then I woke up again at 7 a.m. overheating. I was sweating. Oh. So I took the Udi off. This is a great ad for AstraZeneca, by the way. If you want to get vaccine, definitely <laughs> get AstraZeneca. Udi as well. Exactly, for Udi. <laughs> kept me warm. And then I woke up at 9, pounding headache. Dude. I want. That's what I'm like, I can't do this. I want to die. <laughs> and I went back to sleep, woke up at 1. You know, I was all right at that point, but sleep they didn't get much sleep but again still still worth it i would say please get vaccine i want to get out of this lockdown <laughs> this is my cry for help. jab sydney all right boys we're going to a now uh, reach around segment and today we have a very special guest on the podcast this week uh, firstly though we do run through some numbers because if anything we are defined by our numbers as Roy once famously said um so we have 3.2 million likes and 64,000 followers on tiktok 1,700 instagram followers thousands of dollars of hex debt big four accounting and one misspelt name welcome to the podcast sydney comedian jenny tian hi thanks for having me we have one question that we always ask at the beginning for every guest for for ourselves as well um what has been your rarest moment that you've ever encountered Dude, I have like I have so many rare moments. I'm a very special person. Um, <laughs> you fit right in. There's too many. No, there was one that I thought of, which was um, when I was like a teenager. My mum used to send me to like it was almost like sports camp, and I wasn't an athletic person. We had to do ice skating. I don't know how to ice skate. I like refuse to be one of those people where like, you know how you're in like the shopping centers and you're like eating food and stuff and you just watch the people stack it. I was like, I'm not going to be one of those people, right? 
So what I would do in this like two hour block daily where we were supposed to go ice skating was that I would spend like half an hour like lining up for the ice skating shoes and like pretend that they wouldn't fit and stuff and like try on different sizes. (laughs) And then I would like line up half an hour for food basically. And then I would spend one hour watching everyone else and eat chicken nuggets by myself. (laughs) And that was just, that was how I spent my ice skating money every single day for like two weeks. There's no way you got away with the the shoe trick for every single day for two weeks. Surely someone at some point's like, come on, mate, you know your shoe size. <laughs> no one pointed out the shoe size thing, but people did point out the chicken nugget thing toward the end of it. They were like, Jenny, you, don't, you clearly don't know how to ice skate. All you do is watch us and eat chicken nuggets. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I've like definitely been before. You just like haven't been paying attention. <laughs> Have you like conditioned yourself now? Like anytime you see an ice rink or think of an ice rink, you get like cravings for chicken nuggets? Yeah, exactly. That's precisely it. I'm like, it's time for nuggets. It's time for running away from everyone else um, and pretending <laughs> I know how to do this. Was there any other sport in the sports camp where you were like, yeah. Yeah, this is my sport. I'm, I'm so into it. Dude, I couldn't do any sports. I was literally like every single like swim class. I was like the bottom class. I was like seahorse level. I never graduated. Oh, same. I was seahorse as well. You were, you were saying, yes. oh, yeah, the shittest one. <laughs> like everything terrible. That has unlocked some memories. In that time. actually did. <laughs> Holy <camps>. so. <laughs> That's classic. Um, you also did uh, the classic, as uh, both Sen and Miguel have also dabbled in, the Bachelor of Commerce and Arts at UNSW. Um, you guys have done your research, yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly so. Um, my question is, um, a very important question as well, how many tutorials and lectures did you purposefully skip in order to meet a pass rate? Oh, I skipped so many. I was <laughs> never, ever, ever like at uni. I was, you know what I was? I was that kid that did all the like extracurricular activities and like almost failed my courses because I would like do so many of like the extracurricular, like all the unpaid volunteer things. That's oh, that's what I was doing. Um, so I pretty much was never at lectures and I would just like f- when it came to like finals, I would like cram and like take other people's notes and like memorize notes. <laughs> that's what I was doing. So I was like never there. Yeah. No, nah, at least you were doing extracurricular. Sen and I just sat at home. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing nothing with our time. We didn't go to lectures. We didn't do anything with our lives. <laughs> Look, I'm happy, man. Those Tuesdays where I just decided, nah, I'm going to stay in my bed. They're fine. They worked out well for me. <laughs> Dude, like totally worth it until you get to like finals and you're like, yeah. oh my God, why <laughs> didn't I go to the lecture? Going off you at Stubbly though, um, a couple of questions we wanted to ask. Is yeah. the Q Lounge overrated? Q Lounge. That's, that's, is that the food court? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I never liked that place, but it was like, you know, what was great about it was that it was in like the location where it was like lower campus meets upper campus. So it was like where all like the commerce kids and everything like um, aggregated. So I was kind of like forced to go there because that's where everyone else was. But like the space and everything, never liked it. No. It's too cramped. It was, it was a it weird. Was too, many, yeah. too many people. It was annoying. Yeah, I didn't like it. Not By eleven thirty, there were long lines. It's not worth it. Man. Yeah, the lines were so ridiculously long for like such mediocre food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was about to say as much as. We'd love to be sponsored by Q Lounge. The dry pasta. Are you sponsored by Q Lounge? No, oh, no, we no, wish. no. We <laughs> wish. Oh, my God. You guys are making it. <laughs> I think we just burnt that bridge. 
It'd be an interesting sponsor. Like they they just give you weekly pastas, like the chicken and chips, <laughs> like a month old pasta. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, another question though, on a scale of the KKK to Scientology, how big of a cult was the BSOC? Oh, dude. Okay, you know what was even more of a cult than BSOC? The bloody yellow shirts. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I was in that cult, so I know it was. Oh. BSOC is like. BSOC was like, all right, yeah, it's like pretty culty. But ye- yellow shirts was like another level. That was like, honestly, like Marilyn Manson levels, like yeah. sacrificial, like, oh, my God. And I, I did it, right? I freaking went paid to go to like yellow shirt camp oh. and also like, you know, lived for a whole week on campus to do like Ooh. O-Week. Oh. Right, and like, like sacrificed so much, volunteered, and then I find out at UCID they get paid to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what to do with all UNSW, those societies. It's just you go in there, you're hoping this might be a good tick for the resume, and then you realize it's just not worth it. Dude, they, they sell you a dream. <laughs> they promise you the world and then give you absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's all empty dreams and promises. Another question, though, um, now, you obviously did quit your job at your big four firm and, you know, you have committed to your comedy career. Um, was there any sort of defining moment for you where you were like, you know, yeah, I'm out of here. The corporate world's not for me. I'm going into comedy. Dude, I don't even have a comedy career. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is honestly the the most I've been doing during like this podcast has been like the only <laughs> thing I've done for comedy. Um, like what defining moment? There were like so many, but you know, you know what about like working at like, you know, a firm that I didn't realize was that like, you can't just like quit and like walk away. Like you got to find another job and that process <laughs> takes like a year. Like you've like <laughs> mentally clocked out already, but then you yeah. got to like, a, like format your resume and like apply for all these <laughs> other jobs. So it took me like months to like actually get out. <laughs> Yeah, no, the whole formatting of the resume, that's that's too real for me. I think every time I apply for a job, I look at my resume and I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't good. And I, I'll do it again the next time as well. And it's just, it just never works out. Jenny, just just as a you know general question, let's say there are people out there who are sort of in a similar situation, who are, are working in a professional services firm and maybe not enjoying their time and kind of want to get out. I would Hypothetically, if hypothetically, there were people. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> what kind of advice would you give them? <laughs> Uh, don't do comedy. Um, <laughs> no, no, do whatever you want. Um, start applying for jobs earlier. It's like <laughs> between when you think you're going to leave the firm and when you actually leave the firm, it, it's like months. So just look look for other jobs and stuff because um, it, it, it takes ages. Yeah. And then from what I know as well, you currently work at a preschool. Is that correct? Oh, my God. You've really done your research. Yeah, I like – so basically it's like a family business and I just like, I, I thankfully don't work with the children or anything. <laughs> and sorry, Chris, just to step on your toes, I just have one question. Is, is working at a preschool as glamorous as it sounds? Um, it's, it's, it's interesting and it's very different to what I thought it would be. It's actually like a really, like for the educators there, it's like a very intense kind of job. Um, cause it's just like, they've got like a routine that they stick to and they always have to look like happy for the parents. Cause they're like <laughs> an expectation that you're like this amazing person who's like great with children, but they're actually like, cause they've just spent like a whole day with like 20 kids in a room, you know, like obviously they're very like stressed out and then they got to like be happy for the parents at the end of the day. So, um, it's, it's a pretty stressful job. Um, but thankfully I don't have to deal with kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
do that. Um, but speaking about like how, you know, of course you, you moved from the corporate world, um, to those hypothetical listeners who are still in the, the corporate world, um, they obviously use a lot of, uh, a lingo, um, the, the classic sayings to your managers, to your employees. I just wanted to know, how do you rate, um, these specific lingos, um, in terms of just, would you use them in real life or do you even like them at all? The first one just wanted to touch base. Oh, dude, I hate that. <laughs> like. Two, two out of ten. I also, like the just at the beginning as yeah, well. Yeah. It's not a passive aggressive. Yeah. It's, no. Why don't you just say hi? Like, yeah. that's all you, do. That's all you or, have to say. If you're like following up on something, just say, hey, where, where is this thing? Like, instead of going, hey, just like checking in to see where you're at with the thing. The second one, though, we'll circle back to this. Oh, um,. I think that that one's that one's better than the other. I'd give it like a like a five out of ten. Five out of ten. It's like okay, it's like a, appropriate to use that one because it's like you, you will come back to it, but you're using the word circle for some reason. Yes. But you know, we get what you mean. <laughs> I agree. Is there some sort of direction there? Um, but the word circle as well is just like really have to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not a, even a fancy word. We get it. You know your geometry. <laughs> The last one, which to be honest, they're used at the same time or generally they get switched around. Hope you are well or hope this email finds you well. Stinker. Uh, you know what? I, I hate, I hope this email finds you well. It's it's like, why are you expecting me to be well? Don't put that pressure on me to be well. Um, but also I'm guilty of using it all the time. I think the, the, the one that I hate the most is probably like flick it over to me like or like ping it to me. Uh, yeah. just, just email. Why are you trying to make it sound cool? Would you use any of these um, with the preschoolers? <laughs> yeah, every day I meet up with them and I'm like, hey, I hope you're well. Just wanted to touch base. <laughs> <laughs> also like the the hope this email finds you well like where else is the email going to go like it, it's going to go to your inbox <laughs> like whether yeah. it's your junk mail or spam it's going to go there there's no other where there's no other place where it's going it's yeah that that, that for me is the most passive out of all and like hope yeah. it finds you well yeah um speaking of your comedy career though um we wanted to know as well who's been the most interesting person that you've met in your career or on the other side who's the, what's the most interesting experience that you've had so far Oh, so many weirdos in comedy, honestly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no barrier to entry. Like anyone and everyone can just like rock up at a mic and decide that they are going to pursue comedy. <laughs> like, oh, my God. There's, honestly, there's, there's too many. Like, oh, my God. There was, there was this like German dude once that like came over um, and then he was like he couldn't really speak English very well. Um, and he just like kept like messaging me afterwards and like trying to show up at places that I would be. Yeah, it was it was real weird and like creepy and stuff. Mm. Um, and then he ended up being on like this char time ad that like I think they still put it up. That's like was like billboards all around. Us. So I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't even like get rid of him. Like I just see this guy everywhere. Um, he was a he was a really really. Um, odd um human being but like honestly like there's there's so many there's so much like there's like 
people that like try, try to start like fights all the time that happen in like comedy and stuff. <laughs> like, there's always gossip <laughs> in like the comedy scene. It's, it's ridiculous. Honestly. This is one question that does uh, fit well with all of us. But um, you know, we did study both our primary, high schools, got our ATAR, made some lifelong friends as well. We had, we had a great journey in our schooling career. Um, but how much impact do you really think Healthy Harold had on your success? Oh, that dude. You know, you know what was the most traumatising thing? I don't know whether they did this for you guys, but like at the very end of our last Healthy Harold, they revealed the hand and they like took the puppet off. Did what? they do that for you guys? No, there was just a hand. Giraffe that we've, you know, had for a very long time that's been this character and your friend for all these years. It's fake. It's not real. It's just my hand. And we were all like, oh, my God, why would you do that? Someone back there was having the worst day of their life. I'm going to take it out of these kids. <laughs> like, I'm going to ruin some childhood today. <laughs> well, I'm glad I never experienced yeah, that. No. My one was just always the little giraffe there giving me some advice that I'll probably forget for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just glad I had that facade and I'll always remember that moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we're now going to move on to uh, the game, which we're going to play basically a version of bingo. Um, we're going to call this Doctor. Um, so basically each, all of us here are going to have the $1.99 spoons from Ikea and uh, for every statement or actions from the point of view of an Asian parent that has either been said or has happened to you. Um, so basically the one with the most, uh, wooden spoons wins. Um, and just, uh, just want to preface this, but, uh, we all know these, uh, statements and actions do originate from a place of warm, fuzzy <laughs> love. And we hundred percent appreciated these statements. <laughs> so the first one. Stop dating white people as they can't cook and are lazy. Has that ever been said to any one of us? Nope. Can't can't say that. Can't say that? That's really specific. (laughs) (laughs) These aren't personal experiences. No, not at all. (laughs) Kush is getting flashbacks at every statement. (laughs) The second one. You never spent time with your family. Yeah. 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 That's got to happen. That's got to happen. That always happens. Dude, I get Uh, that even in lockdown. Like, <laughs> I got that this morning. <laughs> Gets up from bed, not not spending time with family. The next one. Why aren't you more like, insert names, auntie's children? Her daughter got an A. Oh, yeah. All 100%. the time. I got that yeah. a lot. Yeah. This is too real. Comparison happened all the time. And then, like, whenever I did something good, I'd be like, how come you're not comparing other people to me now? And I'm fantastic. You just expect more. <laughs> That's too real. This is more of an action, uh, very specific one as well. But uh, your dad knocks on your bedroom door, but suddenly becomes a flash and opens the door before you can even respond. Yes. That's happened to me multiple times. Just the classic knock, but then the door gets opened. The door opens anyway. Like, at least give me it's a chance open. to answer. Uh, I wasn't allowed to have the door closed. Oh, the door had to be open. So there was no knock. He, was, he could walk in whenever he wanted. He bought the house. <laughs> he owns the place. He can do what he wants. I didn't get to lock no door. Yeah, no, my mum would kind of just like barge into the door and just like say whatever she wanted to. No no courtesy knock at all. Yeah. Hi, mum. I'm well. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> there was another experience as well where like my dad would just open the door and just like stand there for two seconds and then that's it. I'm out of here. And yeah, just that's leave. so true. My mum would do that too. It's like, what did you want? I could never understand. Like, they're, they're I just sussing the vibes, Kush. 
<laughs> but I was never sure. Like, am I doing something wrong? Should I go downstairs? Or like, <laughs> what was the go here? You I'm know what? Confused. For that particular reason, I always had like, you know, just in case I was like, you know, bludging or whatever, I would like have like a Word document that I would just like flick open and like textbooks <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> To be like, I am studying. <laughs> that um, the old tab is the, the greatest tab. two pieces oh, on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked wonders for me, and it still does. <laughs> uh, the next one. Every day you go out, this is not a hotel. Mm. Just this way too saying. often as well. I yeah. think I think I I got a different one because like I'm a girl as well. So it would be rather than like you're going out every day. It was just like you know when you go out you get murdered. Did you see oh, that God. like story on like channel whatever? You're gonna end up murdered, so you got to stay at home. <laughs> I had this as well. <laughs> yeah, I had this, as well. but it was like it wasn't even in Australia. It was like in another country. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh, did you see what happened in like Indonesia?" And I'd be like, I, "No, <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not going to happen here. Like, I'm literally just going to Coles. That's all I'm doing." <laughs> this next one's also an action, but um, your mom or your dad shares an article or video to you from a group chat that is apparently the only source of news in the cosmos. Dude, literally all throughout coronavirus. I got one the other day from my dad. Like, it was a picture of Gladys and it was like, if you go outside, you will be arrested. And my dad's like, careful, everyone. I'm like, bro, this is fake. This is so obviously fake. There's three typos in this thing. Dude, like, say with my mum, it was like all these articles from like WeChat when it came, especially when it came to COVID. She had one where it was just like, if you like sleep with like garlic in your socks, you won't get coronavirus. Oh, this is um, just four days ago on my WhatsApp chat. Why the next few weeks matter if you own shares or are thinking of getting into the market? Like, okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the day before. Sound advice, to be honest. No, the, the, You're no, getting financial advice from your parents, Kush. <laughs> the one before, this is what happens when you try to scan currency notes. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I'm just not sure. Like, I don't think I'm going to be photocopying a $50 note anytime soon. Uh, I've got I've got a lot more, which just keep getting weirder and weirder. How does the Pegasus spyware work and is my phone at risk? <laughs> That's so niche. That's so niche. What even is that? I don't know. I haven't responded. They're just all left there. I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to respond to that. Like, I wish I knew, but like. It's also like, what do they think of you? They think that you're like this like child who like is photocopying bank notes and like, you know, has experience with all these like viruses and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. One day I'll reply. Maybe I'll just be like, yeah, sure. And then my dad will be thumbs like, up. completed. <laughs> like, <I've done> it. <laughs> Um, oh, this is a classic one. The non-functional dishwasher used as a storage box. Yeah. We, we have a non-functional one, but we don't use it as a storage box. It just sits there gathering dust. <laughs> oh, really? No plates? No, no, no spoons? Nothing. No. Am, I, am I out of touch to say my dishwasher works? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and gets, and so. gets used to wash dishes. It must, must be, be very nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> No, even at home now, like I've, I've gotten used to like just like washing dishes myself and then like yeah. using the thing as a drying. It's very efficient. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like I, I remember doing food technology in like high school and the, the classic because obviously they don't put it in the dishwasher. You clean it with a classic soap and the, the brush. But I would I used to be so fast at it and they'd be like, oh, dude, you're cleaning really fast. <laughs> yeah, this, is, 
This is years of experience, my friend. <laughs> years of experience. Uh, the next one as well, I like to call plastic bagception, where you'd see Coles bags inside Woolies bags, <laughs> inside Aldi bags, but then they're also inside Coles bags, and then you have like a hundred bags just ready for the apocalypse, I guess. Yeah, it's a babushka doll of. <laughs> <laughs> I still have them downstairs. I know I have a lot, like a lot of Coles bags just ready one day to be used whenever it's yeah. required. I've, I've got the same thing, like no bin liners ever. It's always the Coles bags. Mm. I'm like, I literally, I didn't even know people bought bin liners until like pretty recently in my life. Um, the next one as well, in the supermarket, um, your dad picks up a watermelon or a type of melon, <laughs> knocks on it for a good 10, 20 seconds, not sure what they're what they? picking up. <laughs> the acoustics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are the sound waves that have been picked up? Like, I've experienced that way too many times, and like I don't know if it's beneficial or. I, don't I, know. I, I do it anyway, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the culture. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, everyone else is doing it, so I better do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, your parent buys a product from the buy one get one free sale, but it's actually not even needed. Hundred <laughs> percent. This happens to me every time. Anytime you go into like a department store, oh look at that! That's buy one get one free, and it'd be like something. The, it'd be the most mustiest thing, and they just pick it up like two sieves. And we have sieves at home, and they'd bring it and just never use it. My mom bought buy one get one free ten kilo bags of flour. She doesn't cook. My mom doesn't cook. <laughs> Why do you need it? <laughs> That's a good deal, though. <laughs> I, I've got, like, the same thing where it's just, like, there would be, like, um, mangoes on sale or something and she'd buy, like, seven kilos of it and it, like, goes <laughs> off so quickly. So, like, for the Aww. next days, like, all we have to eat are, like, these mangoes. <laughs> you also can't let food go to waste either. So <laughs> the last one, though. Uh, this is more like a, a three-parter, but um, any of these questions that uh, you did receive before you went out on a night out with your friends, um, and here are the questions. Um, where are you going? Who are you going out with? How are you going? Um, what time are you going home? Why are you wearing that? What is your friend's contact number? What is your friend's cat's name? Will you be flying? What is your parent's name? What did your friend's dad study? <laughs> Sorry, I got really carried away, but <laughs> these are the type of questions that you can get. Did anyone get any one of yes. these? All of them. <laughs> Always. My mum loves uh, who you're going out with, what are their contact numbers, what are their yeah. addresses for safety purposes. <laughs> what are you going to do? Go to all their houses? Like, what? what? <laughs> no. Yeah, my mum my loved the, um, what, what are their grades? What are they studying? <laughs> like, it's okay if you go out with people that are, like, smart and academic. You're dumb. No. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the academic transcripts. Yeah. What's the worm? Yeah. <laughs> I want a PDF file sent to me right now. <laughs> but look, that that will brings us an end to our reach around segment. I think we can safely say we all won that game called Doctor. Um, we all <laughs> achieved those statements. All those Win- winning. We all uh, I don't think we won. <laughs> Traumatic experiences. <laughs> um, but with that, we're going to move on to our next segment. All right, guys, we've got a new segment this week called Help Harry. So, we have a friend. Let's call him Harry because that's his name. Um, And over the last couple of months, we've realized that Harry seems to have pretty rotten luck with the ladies. So, in this series, we're going to chronicle his adventures um, and give him basically real-time feedback. And we're going to let him know what he's done well and where he can improve. 
By the way, we have absolutely no consent for any of this. So <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Did we ask if we could tell his story? <laughs> Does he know? Uh, I've tweaked the story enough, so you know, there's no, we're not, we're not liable for anything. Um, but obviously, at the end, we want Harry to find love, or for us to get more followers, whichever comes first. <laughs> so this tale happened a couple of weeks ago, just before lockdown and everything. And Harry, Harry recently um, matched with a young lady on Bumble. Let's call her Justine because that was her name. And, well, Harry seems to do well with the, um, with the chat online because he managed to score himself a date. So, so far, so good. So, the, the, the day of the date comes and they meet up at the restaurant and they sit down and they're chatting. And, you know, it's all going pretty well. But this was one of those restaurants where there's no waiters. They have the QR codes on the tables and you've got to scan the QR code. You look at the menu on, on your phone and you order on the phone. So, then they each scan the QR code and they order their own things. So then they keep talking and things start to go south as Harry begins to open up. So mind you, they'd only spoken for about a week on Bumble before this, you know, just, and you know, Bumble chat, it's very high level, very, you know, how's your day been, blah, blah, blah. Not very, not very deep in any stretch of the imagination. So then as you can imagine, Harry starts bringing up past traumas, struggles of being an only child. His parents struggle to come to this country and to raise one child. Um, And Justine, as you can imagine, starts to get a bit uncomfortable. Luckily for her, she gets saved by the food. So she had ordered a nice big burger and fries. Harry, on the other hand, got himself a beer. <laughs> and so she was shocked. She couldn't believe what she was seeing. Like, what is this man doing? He's come on a date and he's ordered himself a beer. And so he asked, why? And she said, he said that he'd eaten before and he was fine, thanks. <laughs> and so while she's struggling to eat a, a burger... Harry's just sipping away at his beer and just continuing his passionate discourse about growing up alone and his parents' struggles and just the usual cheery chit-chat you have on the first date. <laughs> so the, the date ends and they, they say their awkward goodbyes and they head home. And then a few days later, Harry does, doesn't hear back from Justine. He messaged a few times on Bumble and then Justine finally replies and lets him know that there won't be a second date. So Jenny, Kush, Miguel, a couple of things. What did Harry do well? If anything, and what should Harry avoid doing next time, and how can he approve? There is a lot. There's a bit to unpick. Yes, there is. <laughs> a lot to unpack here. I'll give I'll give him first credit where credit is due. He did well on the online part. Absolutely. Got a match. Yeah, getting a date is not easy on Bumble. So good on him for scoring that. One I think point. that's where the credit ends. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where the plaudits end. All right, I'll, I'll I'll try and step in here. Maybe so. Obviously, on the first date. You, the guy's meant to pay, right? Let's let's put that out there. The guy should be paying. But obviously, with this new whole COVID era, there's the QR codes and you scan it. And then obviously, it's easier for each person to order their own thing. Do you think he should have jumped in and ordered for her? An offer would have been nice, is what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At I least think it offer. Been like, yeah, yeah, not nice to offer. Yeah. Well, I can say with absolute confidence, Harry did not even offer. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot, am I right, Seth? <laughs> And then the second part, and this is the part for me. Oh, well, actually, there's, there's two here. So the first one is she orders a burger and fries. You know, good meal, nice meal. You come on a date, you want to order some food. He ordered, I assume, just a Tui's new, a schooner of Tui's. <laughs> <laughs> Should he have ordered food? Plain and simple. Yes. Even if he's not going to eat. Yeah, mirror, mirror what your date is doing. Like if your date was like, oh, actually, I'm not that hungry, you know, then you go, oh, okay, cool. I'm not hungry. Like mirror what they do. So let's say he didn't, let's say he wasn't actually hungry, which I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Maybe 
if he ordered the food and didn't eat it, is that weird as well? The thing is, he shouldn't have eaten at home <laughs> before a date where like they know they're going to go out and get food. Like clearly, you know, like I don't know this guy very well, but it sounds like he's trying to save money on the date. He's not offered to pay. He's ordered like one drink for himself. <laughs> And he's eaten at home so that he doesn't have to pay for a meal. <laughs> that was the other thing. He only ordered a beer for himself. He could have ordered two, which, like, it's still a very bad thing that he only ordered one. <laughs> another one would have been nice <laughs> just to pass it on to her. <laughs> yeah. Like, and also, like, only, like, one beer is what, like, if you're, like, out on a date with someone, you at least think that you're going to get, like, you know, like, two drinks or so and, like, yeah. have a conversation going. Like, only one, you might as well have just, like, rocked up there and had a water. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been free as well. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so again, so two out of two, not going well. And the final one. Look, I'm all about, you know, showing vulnerability and opening up. And, you know, there's a stigma about males, you know, not really sharing their feelings and whatnot. So, I'm all power to him for this. But on a first date, mate, come on. <laughs> you, you, you gotta, it's at least third date before you start projecting your childhood traumas onto someone. <laughs> this is far too soon. The thing was, he went and unpacked that. Like, I thought you were going to say that, you know, he discussed all of it. Oh, and that was like the toward the end of the day. He did that before the food even <laughs> arrived on the table, which is a span of like what, like t- the first ten minutes of when you meet someone. <laughs> I think his, I, I think his understanding was, you know, they'd spoken on Bumble. They were, they were friends at this point. Maybe, maybe now to take it to the next level, you know, you're on a date. Now it's time to show vulnerability. Am I reading this wrong? (laughs) (laughs) You you know what, though? On the flip side, I reckon maybe one day he's going to meet some, you know, girl that's really into vulnerable guys (laughs) and, (laughs) you know, she's going to love that um, he, you know, just unfolded his entire family history and trauma to her in like 10 minutes. (laughs) Jenny, if this was you, if if you were on a date with a bloke and he did, you know, just started opening up aggressively like this. What would you do? How would you react? I've probably been on that date before, honestly. Um, <laughs> Hang on, do you know Harry? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we. That was the. That was me actually. I, um, <laughs> no, um, I, I think I've been on that date, and then I just like if I was the girl that was eating food, I would like try and finish it as quickly as I can, <laughs> and like wolf it down, and then I'd be like, "Well, this has been lovely. You know, I got to like, I got a thing now. Got to go. Bye." And then like afterwards, send the message that was like, "Hey, I don't think we're gonna." go anywhere like take care yeah, i'm also like struggling to understand how this could have been like a conversation between two people this feels like it's just one person monologuing like on a shakespeare script about his past i think that yeah there's a bit of truth i think he just wants someone to listen <laughs> at the end of the day and <laughs> she was willingly listening to all this yeah i don't think she was on the other end like yes please tell me more about your trauma <laughs> <laughs> It's free therapy, isn't it? Um, yeah, man wants a therapist, not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess for Harry's next date, inshallah, he will get one. How? What should he do to avoid these oh, sort of things? And one, one last thing as well is that after the date, he shouldn't have messaged as many times as he did to check in with her. Should he have message at all? Maybe not message, wait for her to message back? Or is it what, what's the go? One message is polite and then that's it. If they don't respond after that, that's it. They're not into you. <laughs> all right. So for then Harry's next date with another lovely girl, what should he do? First of all, I think ordering food is probably the bare minimum. <laughs> Order something you can eat. <laughs> you, can, you can take time and enjoy. <laughs> and then we're saying at least offer to pay. 
doesn't have to pay, but at least offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's offer would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then, where do we stand on the childhood traumas? <laughs> what date does it have to be to bring that up? <laughs> date three, date two, date. three. Yeah, all right. I'm all, look, you can tell about your childhood stories. Maybe not the the trauma side. Talk about <laughs> healthy Harold, if you want. <laughs> that it's a slippery slope. Though once you start telling these childhood stories, it begins to don't exactly. like, lead into that direction where you're just crying about the time in year four when your mom hit you. You know. <laughs> all right, Harry. We'll keep in touch with Harry and see how he goes, but um, he's got a lot of improving to do, I think. Um, this could be a, a many-year series that I think we've embarked on. <laughs> longer than the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. As per usual, a quick shout-out to the TCB Appreciation Society, which you can find on Facebook. Please join us there. And obviously, a massive, massive thank you to Jenny. And Jenny, where can the listeners find you? Um, on Instagram, I'm at underscore Jenny Tian. Um, I'm also on TikTok at Nom Nom Jenny, and I've got a very inactive Facebook page if you want to follow that too. Um, it, uh, it's Jenny Tian. All right. Listeners, go ahead and follow her there, and you can find us on Instagram at Critical Banter and on TikTok, and you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.